Pastor John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this lesson from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from the Scriptures will equip and motivate you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. Good to see you all this morning. You should be receiving a couple handouts. First of all is the, are the sermon notes. You should be getting those. Something brand new you're going to start getting every week is called our home connection. Uh, this is our D6 connection paper that we're going to be sending home with you. Uh, today we're starting our D6 study for uh, the month of September and beyond. And uh, so most of you should have already received your Fusion uh, D6 devotional guide. If you have not, be sure you go by the church office or see Donetta and uh, be sure we get those for you, okay? Because we're going to jump right into our new sermon series here. And today we're going to be talking about wisdom and trying to, um, how we get that, why we need that, what scripture has to say about it, okay? So let's just begin here. First of all, our D6 family theme for the week. Uh, this is what we're studying collectively together uh, with all of our individual families, with our small groups, uh, in all of our children's classes that are taking place this morning, with what we'll be discussing here today as well. Here's our family theme for the week. Actually, in your home connection, uh, you can turn on the back side of that and you'll see every Whatever age-graded family member you have, that's the material that they will be studying in your class. So what this creates for you, it creates for you an opportunity to be able to speak into your children's life and in each other's life on the same subject, the same biblical topic, and the same biblical theme, okay? So we're trying to drive down that D6 paradigm of passing our faith to the next generation. We're trying to be intentional in doing that, and part of that is a little bit of this structure, okay? So you should have received your sermon notes along with uh, a home connection page, and today we're going to be talking about how we can get advantage in a disadvantaged world. But our theme simply is choosing God's way. Uh, we get to make a choice every single day of who we want to follow, who we want to listen to, the direction we want to go. And uh, I hope and pray that we're choosing God's way and that we're looking into Scripture and God's Word uh, for leadership and counsel and advice and how to do that. But then our family goal is simply this. This is the goal for the week, and it's in your sermon notes, to value wisdom and to realize that we can ask God for it. Guys, you realize there's wisdom out there for all of us. All we have to do is simply ask, and that wisdom comes from the Lord. Uh, so we're going to be trying to unpack that a little bit and talk about that today, okay? So before we get started, uh, it's good to see you all today. We've got some guests with us today. We're honored that you've chosen to worship with us, so thank you uh, for being here. Uh, we have Madison, I believe, home from college, so always good to see you when you can be with us as well. Uh, let's also remember, um, let's also remember the Sonny Cappert family. Uh, Sonny went to be with the Lord this week, 80 something years old. I forget it. 86 years old, uh, went to be with the Lord. That funeral is going to be Wednesday morning. Receiving the friends is going to be Tuesday afternoon or evening. Uh, also, the Victory family has been asked if we would provide the uh, desserts for the luncheon on Wednesday. Uh, so my wife and Andrea, I think, are kind of 
heading that up. So if you can participate and help in that, we would certainly appreciate that uh, so we can minister and take care of the Sonny Cappard family, okay? So let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we're going to jump right in here to our subject matter today, and we're going to talk a little bit about wisdom on how we can get advantage in a disadvantaged world, okay? So let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you for our time together. We thank you, Lord, for the Word of God and how we can glean from your Word the principles that teach us how we're to live our life and how we can choose you and and how we can be blessed and how we can gain wisdom and knowledge and insight for all the different decisions that we have to make in life. Uh, We ask you to bless in our time together. Speak to all of our hearts. I know in a congregation this size there's many different needs. But, Lord, you know exactly what each of us need. And my prayer is today that you would meet those needs And bless us and help us, Lord, to serve you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I want you to take those out in an electronic device or wherever it is that you have your Bible. If you do not have it, we will have all the scripture on the screen for you. uh, So you can actually just look on the screens and we'll have it. I want to look, I want us to start in 1 Kings chapter number 2. 1 Kings chapter number 2. Now what we find here in this particular passage of scripture, we find that... David is dying, and he's passing along his heritage and his, his blessing and his counsel to his son Solomon. Let's pick up reading in 1 Kings chapter 2 in verse number 1. It says, As the time approached for David to die, he instructed his son Solomon, As for me, I am going the way of all the earth. And he says to his son, Be strong and be courageous like a man. And keep your obligation to the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to keep his statutes and his commands and his ordinances and decrees. And this is written in the law of Moses so that you will have success. Guys, you realize if we keep God's word, if we live out his principles, if we live out the principles of God's word in our life, Scripture says that we can live and have a successful life. And that's the counsel that David has given his son Solomon. If you'll do this, he says... You will have success in everything you do and wherever you turn, and so that the Lord would carry out his promise that he made to me, and that if your sons are careful to walk faithfully before me with their whole mind and heart, you will never fail to have a man on the throne of Israel. So what David is telling his son, he's saying, I'm about to die, but what I want you to do is carry out and live out this heritage. What I want you to do is to be faithful to God. I want you to serve him. I want you to live by his principles, live by his commands, live by his statutes. If you do that, you will be blessed. You will be successful. And God will continue to fulfill the promise that he gave me that there will never be a man from my family that will not fail to be on the throne of Israel. So what an amazing promise. And then what an, what an amazing uh, legacy that David is passing down to his son Solomon. Now let's pick up reading in 1 Kings chapter 3. 1 Kings chapter 3 verses 3 through 15. I think this is an amazing passage of scripture. And it's talking about Solomon. Okay. David's son. Solomon loved the Lord by walking in the statue of statutes of his father David but he also sacrificed and burned incense in the high places and the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there because it was the most famous high place scripture says that he offered 1,000 burnt offerings on that altar and at Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night and he said what should I give you pay attention to that 
Look what scripture says. The Lord came to Solomon at night in a dream and he said, what should I give you? What would you ask for? What are the three main big wishes that you would ask for in life? If God came to you and said, hey, I want to give you something, you just ask for it and I will give it to you, what would you ask for? Let's look and see what, what Solomon replied in verse 6. And Solomon replied, you have shown great and faithful love to your servant, my father, David, because he walked before you in faithfulness and righteousness and integrity. You have continued this great and faithful love for him by giving him a son to sit on his throne as it is today. He's talking about himself, Solomon sitting on the throne. Verse 7, Lord my God, you have made your servant king in my father's David's place. Yet I am just a youth with no experience in leadership. What What a wide statement that is, right? Solomon is acknowledging that he now has been placed the king. And he's acknowledging that I'm very young. And he's acknowledging I have no leadership skills. But because my father was a righteous man and filled with biblical character and integrity and loved you and walked in all your ways, you promised him that his son would sit on the throne and here I am. But I'm just a young man and I have no idea what I'm doing. What an amazing, humbling way to... Begin a conversation with God. Amen? So God's asking, if you remember, what is it you want? This is his reply, what he is saying. I am just a youth with no experience in leadership. Verse 8. Your servant is among your people you have chosen. A people too numerous to be numbered or counted. So give your servant, get this now, here's the request. Here's what Solomon is asking God to give him. God came to him and said, what is it you want? Anything you want, I'll give it to you. What is it you want? He acknowledged I'm a youth. He acknowledged I have no leadership skills. He acknowledged I don't have a clue what I'm doing. But he says in verse number 9, here's what he says to the Lord. So give your servant an obedient heart to judge your people and to discern between good and evil. Solomon said, I just want to be a good king. I recognize these aren't my people. They are your people. I recognize this really isn't my throne. It's your throne. I recognize I don't have a clue what I'm doing. I recognize I'm very young. I recognize I have no leadership skills. What I need from you, Lord, is to teach me how to judge your people. And I also need to be able to discern between good and evil. What an amazing request. I find that very intriguing. I find that amazing that I see where this is what Solomon asked for. I wonder what we would have asked for. I started to do a survey today and just kind of throw it up on the screen and see what you would ask for and try to get some response. But just think about it in your heart and in your mind. What would you have asked for? Solomon asked for discernment. He wanted to be able to discern between good and evil And he wanted to be able to judge God's people and be a good king. Verse number 10. Now it pleased the Lord that Solomon had requested this. So God said to him, because you have requested this 
And because you did not ask for a long life or riches for yourself or the death of your enemies, possibly that's what we would have asked for, right? I need wealth. I need popularity. I need power. I need prosperity. I need all these things in my life. Solomon didn't ask for that. But it pleased the Lord in what Solomon did ask for. And he said, because you did not ask for long life or riches for yourself or death for your enemies, but you asked for discernment for yourself to understand justice, I would therefore do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and understanding heart so that there has never been anyone like you before and there will never and never will be again. So God's saying, I'm going to give you what you're going to request. In other words, I'm going to make you the wisest man that ever walked the earth. He said, there never has been a king like you before, and there never will be a king after you. I am going to honor your request. But because he did not have a selfish, self-serving request, look at verse 13. The Lord says, in addition... I will give you what you did not ask for. I'm going to give you riches and honor so that no man in any kingdom will be your equal during your entire life. Notice it is conditional. Verse 14. If. Everybody say if. That's the condition. A lot of times folks forget these conditional promises. These are promises from the Lord that he's going to give Solomon. But there is a condition that Solomon has to do something. What is it that Solomon has to do? Verse 14. If you walk in my ways, if you keep my statutes and commands as your father David did, I will give you a long life. Then Solomon woke up and realized it had been a dream, and he went to Jerusalem and stood before the Ark of the Lord's Covenant and offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, and then he held a feast for all of his sermons. Wow. What an amazing passage of Scripture. I mean, as I was studying that passage this week and trying to meditate on it some, I was just in awe of what Solomon asked for. Here he is, been given the kingdom, a young guy sitting on the throne, inheriting the heritage of his father David. In a, in a culture and a world where he was the man. And then God comes to him and says, what is it you would like to have? He didn't ask for riches. He didn't ask for his enemies to be destroyed. He didn't ask for a long life. He didn't ask for any of that. He just wanted discernment between good and evil. He wanted to be a good judge. And he acknowledged to the Lord, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. And I need your help. And scripture says that pleased the Lord. So therefore, God gave him what he requested and then gave him riches and a long life and popularity and all these other things God gave to him in addition to what he requested. Isn't that just like God? Matter of fact, isn't that just like us as parents? Isn't it amazing how when our kids do simply what we ask them to do, and what we have trained them to do and what we've taught them to do. And they start responding in a way that pleases us. Doesn't it make you as a parent want to give your children as many more good gifts as you can. Because they've been obedient and living out for you the principles that you have asked them to live out. Right? The same thing is true of God. Guys, you realize, and I believe this statement is true. God wants to bless us more than we really want to be blessed. 
He wants to pour out blessings on us. But the blessings, I think, are hinged on the promise of conditions that if we live for the Lord, if we put him first, if we honor him in every area of our life, if we're living by his statutes, if we're carrying out his principles, if we're obeying the Lord, if we're trying to live as righteous and a holy life, not self-righteous, but as righteous and a holy life as we can live, if we're trying to do these things, God's saying, I want to give these blessings unto you and we have a case in point illustration of it here in scripture where god did that for solomon we're talking about wisdom here that's what solomon really asked for lord give me wisdom give me knowledge give me discernment help me to discern between good and evil help me to judge your people in a way that brings you honor I love James 1 and verse number 5. One of my favorite verses of Scripture whenever we talk about wisdom. Scripture says, now if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask who? Talk to me, church. He should ask who? God. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God, who gives to all generously and without criticizing, and it will be given to him guys we live in a crazy world would you agree you look in our culture in our world today and man we live we live in a crazy crazy world you know what we need we need wisdom first of all we need to we need to humble ourselves to get to the very same place that solomon was and realize hey it doesn't matter how old i am it doesn't matter what i have learned it doesn't matter how many degrees i may have after my name i really know nothing i really can't do anything without the lord's help that's where solomon was he said i'm just a young guy here on the throne don't have a clue what i'm doing i need your discernment i need to be able to judge correctly lord i need you and when, when Solomon acknowledged that, then we see God pouring out his blessings and his wisdom and his discernment on Solomon so he could be that great king. Guys, listen, in this crazy world we live in today, we need every advantage that we can get in order to live a successful life. And one of the great advantages that we all have access to is that we can, according to James 1 and 5, is that we can go directly to God and we can ask for wisdom. We can ask for discernment. We can ask for a sharp mind so we know how to make the right decisions. But as we're living out God's principles and we're living out his statutes and we're loving him and we're trying to live for him and we're seeking him and asking for wisdom, Scripture says, God says, James 1, 5 says, he's going to give it to us. He's going to give it to us freely. Now, I don't know about you. I need the Lord. And I need his wisdom. I need wisdom in my life. I mean, think about this, if you will, in the Cannon household. Not only are we pastoring the church, right? But now our daughter is getting married next week to that guy. Right? No, we're, we're excited to have Will in our family. But our daughter is getting married. Now my son and his wife, Megan, they're having my grandbaby. Did I tell you I'm going to be a grandpa? Did I tell you guys that? Have I told you that lately? Yeah, I'm going to. I don't think I told you last Sunday. As a matter of fact, I left church last Sunday, and I thought, I did not tell them I was going to be a grandpa. I thought about that this week. So I thought, i got to fix that this week. 
I'm going to be a grandpa. How many did not know that? Raise your hand. One, two, three, four, five, six. That's why seven. That's why I must tell you every Sunday. Someone may not know. So I've got my daughter getting married next week. I don't know how in the world I'm going to do that. Matter of fact, I had a little bit of time by myself yesterday, and I kind of visualized walking my daughter down the aisle, and then I just started bawling crying by myself. I mean, how in the world am I going to do that next Saturday, right? Somebody's got to say, suck it up, cupcake, right? That, that's what I need to hear from you, right? Suck it up, right? Now's not the time to be bawling and crying, right? So, but I need wisdom. I need, I need God's direction. I need his knowledge. I need to know how to lead not only this church, but also my family that is growing. If I told you I'm going to be a grandpa, right? We need that. And that only comes from the Lord. This is a crazy, messed up world we're living in. We need wisdom and knowledge and discernment from the Lord. We need to be able to know how to discern between good and evil. We need to know how to make the right decisions for our family. We need to know, and by the way, you're going to be confronted with decisions every day of your life. How do you know you're making the right decision? Well, you've got to take it to the Lord in prayer, right? You've got to seek the Lord and ask for his guidance. And humbly fall before him as Solomon did. And say, Lord, I need you. And then I think the same thing will happen to you that happened to Solomon. Not only would God give you the wisdom and knowledge and discernment that you need to make the right decision. But he's going to be so pleased that you're dependent upon him. He's going to bless you in other areas that you had no idea that he was going to bless you in. That's what happened in the life of Solomon. There's so much to learn here in this particular passage of Scripture about the life of Solomon and how he lived it. And so I want to try to help you today. The, the, we're going to look in Proverbs here in just a moment. Do you realize that the majority of the entire book of Proverbs was written by Solomon? As a matter of fact, there's three books of the Bible that I read out of. Every single day I read a chapter, a verse, something out of these three books of the Bible. One is the book of Psalms. Because you know what that's going to teach you? That's going to teach you how to love. That's going to teach you how to care about people. That's going to teach you how not to be a self-centered person. Say amen or oh me, right? That's going to teach you how to, how to love God and love others. So you need to read a little bit in the Psalms every single day. There's another book I read, and it's the book of Acts. You know what the book of Acts is going to teach you? It's going to teach you how to be dependent on the Holy Spirit and live a powerful life. I don't want to be a powerless person. Now, there's no power in me whatsoever. But greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, and I want to show that God muscle in my life. Hello? I want power in my life. I want God's power in my life, right? So I read the book of Acts every day, and what it teaches me is how to depend on the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit live out his life through me, and that will teach you power as well. The third book that I read every single day is the book of Proverbs. I read a proverb a day. Matter of fact, whatever day of the week it is, that's the pro- there's 31 Proverbs, so you have one for every, month, every day of the month. Okay? So whatever day of the week it is, I read that proverb. And why do I read Proverbs? 
I read Proverbs for wisdom. So I'm trying to build myself up to be a man of wisdom, God's wisdom, to be a man of power, God's power, and to be a man of love, God's love. And if I can have that threefold, three-legged chair principles built up in my life, I think from there, God can use me to do some things and lead my family and carry out God's will for my life, right? So the book of Acts and the book of Proverbs for wisdom, book of Acts for power, book of Psalms for love, we need to be reading those every single day. But the book of Proverbs, you realize most of the Proverbs there were written by this man, Solomon, that I just kind of laid the foundation of his life out for you. What great wise counsel that he received from the Lord. Listen, by the way, to this man, what is, what is said about this man, Solomon, in 1 Kings chapter 4. 1 Kings chapter 4, it says that God gave Solomon wisdom and very great insight and understanding as vast as the sand on the seashore. Solomon's wisdom was greater than the wisdom of all of the people of the east, greater than all the wisdom of Egypt. He was wiser than anyone. And then they list all these folks that he's wiser than. Isn't it amazing? God fulfilled his promise to Solomon when he asked Solomon, Solomon, what is it that you need? Anything you want, I'm going to give you. He says, hey, I need discernment. I need to know how to judge. What I need is wisdom. And here we see the proof in 1 Kings chapter 4 that God gave it to him. He had more than anyone. Look in verse 32 of 1 Kings chapter 4. It says that Solomon composed 3,000 proverbs and his songs numbered 1,005. He described the trees from the cedar in Lebanon to the hyssop growing out of the wall. He also taught about animals and birds and reptiles and fish. And people came from everywhere, sent by every king on earth who heard of his wisdom, to listen to Solomon's wisdom. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Do you think God fulfilled his promise and his wish to Solomon as a result of what he asked for? Wisdom. Wisdom is powerful. However, it's very, what's my word I'm looking for? Elusive. There are few that find it. Right? Wisdom is more than just knowledge. You agree? You know, you, you really can't necessarily go to a book to get wisdom. Folks go everywhere searching for wisdom, right? They'll go to scholars, they'll go to universities, they'll go to books, they'll go to all these other things. Now, you can gain a tremendous amount of knowledge, but if you don't know how to use that knowledge correctly, then I don't think you have wisdom. And that's what Solomon was asking for. Matter of fact, here's a few definitions of the word wisdom as I try to lay the foundation for this. Matter of fact, the sermon I'm going to give you is about five minutes. This is all introduction, okay? So I had not even got to my sermon yet. I'll get there in a minute. It's about five minutes. I'm going to fill in those four blanks. We're going to be done. But I just want to lay this foundation. I want you to get this, okay? The American Heritage Dictionary defines wisdom as understanding of what is true, of what is right or lasting, common sense, good judgment, and learning, Right? A word that's used for wisdom in both the Old and the New Testament carries with it the meaning of, listen to this, the meaning of having a skill in living, following God's design, and avoiding moral pitfalls. Also, the Bible Knowledge Commentary defines wisdom as being skilled in godly living. 
Guys, we need wisdom. We need heavenly wisdom. We need wisdom that only comes from the Lord. James 1.5 says it's yours. All you have to do is ask for it. We need heavenly wisdom that comes from the Lord. And heavenly wisdom teaches us the skills that we need for godly living. Heavenly wisdom serves as a God that we need for earthly living. So it gives us the skills we need to live out God's will and it gives us the it's, it's the God that we need to live it out every single day here on this earth. Here's another a few more verses of scripture. I just want to throw it all at you today. Proverbs 8:11. It says for wisdom is far better than precious stones and nothing desirable can compare with it wisdom proverbs 16 16 acquire wisdom or get wisdom and how much better it is than gold what is our world after today gold silver precious stones right wealth prosperity you can have it all but if you don't have wisdom you don't have anything. Proverbs sixteen sixteen. Get wisdom. How much better it is than gold. And acquire understanding. It is preferable to silver. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 11. Said wisdom is as good as an inheritance. And an advantage to those. Uh oh. What's that word? It's an advantage. What's the title of our message? Getting what? Advantage. In a disadvantaged world. What is the advantage that every single one of us can have if we'll simply just ask the Lord for it? It's wisdom. And we can get that from the Lord. He gives it to all men freely if we'll simply just come to him and request and ask for it. I was reading a story about Henry Ford, the automaker. And he had an electrical genius, an engineer... That in his factory, his name was Charlie Steinmetz, and he brought him in to build these generators in his factory. So Steinmetz was an amazing, brilliant man, engineer, and he brought him in to build all these generators. Well, one day all the generators quit working, and Ford had his mechanics there to see if they could get the generators working again and to no avail. They couldn't get them moving, couldn't get them fired up, couldn't get them working. The, the, the plant was shut down, and so... He hired Steinmetz to come back in and see if he'd get the generators working again. It says in the story of Ford that he came in and he tinkered with the generators. He spent just a little bit of time and came to the generators and tinkered with the generators. And all of a sudden, they started whizzing and spinning back up again. Short time later, Ford received a bill from Steinmetz. For $10,000. If you read about Ford, you'll know that he was a tightwad. He's pretty tight-fisted with his money. So he wasn't real happy about cutting a check, or I don't know if they had checks, but paying $10,000 to Steinmetz for coming in and just tinkering with these generators. So he confronted him. And he asked him, he said, what is it you're doing charging me $10,000 for just tinkering with the generators? Steinmetz replied, he said this, for tinkering with the generators, $10. For knowing where to tinker, $9,990. Right? That's wisdom. 
<laughs> he had it. Ford did not. So let's talk about things. I want, I want us to go to Proverbs chapter 2. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 2. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 10. Here are the four things. In order for us to get advantage in a disadvantaged world, we must seek after wisdom. I want to share with you four things real quick. What time is it right now? 1130. My tablet says 1130. Is that correct? My watch says 1125. Which one's correct? 1125? What do you guys have? 1125? How's the tablet wrong? Isn't it hooked up? (laughs) Anyway, all right. We'll figure that out later. Here's four things you need to get advantage in a disadvantaged world. Here's four things you need. Number one is simply this. You got to search for it. You simply must go on a search for wisdom. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Scripture says, My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, listening closely to wisdom and directing your heart to understanding, furthermore, if you call out to insight and lift your voice to understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it like hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. Job 28.12 says, But where can wisdom be found and where is understanding located? You know what you got to do? You got to go to Proverbs 2 and you got to look in verses 3 and 4. Put up those slides. I want you to look what I put in bold and what I underlined. Here's what you've got to do to search for wisdom. Scripture says in Proverbs 2, 3, and 4, you've got to call out for it. Man, you've got to go on a hunt for it. You've got to look for it. You've got to beg God for it. You've got to call out for it. You've got to lift up your voice. He said, preacher, you really think you really? Yes. I just take Scripture literally. Right? Man, I've got to call out to God in my prayer time. I've got to get a hold of the Lord. I've got to say, God, I need your direction. I need your discernment. God, I need your wisdom. Proverbs 1.5 says, if I ask, you're going to give it. Proverbs, or James 1.5 says, if I ask, you're going to give it. Proverbs 2 says, when I call out for it, you're going to give it to me. Then I'm going to lift up my voice for understanding. I'm going to seek it like silver. I'm going to search for it like a hidden treasure. What if I told you today? What if I told you today that there's a hidden treasure right here in this church? Matter of fact, we have about 21 acres or so of property right here. What if I told you on this 21 acres, I personally have went out there and I've hidden a treasure. It's worth $1.5 million. And what if I told you, you can have it if you just go find it. You know what a fool would do? Would run out those doors right now and scour this 21 acres of land searching for that 1.5 million. You know what a wise man would do? He would sit here and just ask God for wisdom and discernment. And God said, because you just sat here and asked for wisdom and discernment, you didn't get involved in self-indulgence and pleasing yourself. I'm just going to give you 1.5 million. Now, I don't know if God's going to give you 1.5 million. That's just a, that's just a theory. That's just an uh, illustration, right? That's what he did for Solomon, though. Right? But his heart was right. He wanted God's discernment. He wanted God's wisdom. And we've got to get to the point where we go searching for it. We need to search for wisdom every single day. How do we get it? We call out for it. We lift up our voice. We seek for wisdom like silver. We search for it like a hidden treasure. (laughs) That's good stuff. I was reading a story about Socrates. Socrates had a young guy that came to him, and he was a proud young man and he came to Socrates and he said Socrates he says I'm searching for knowledge 
I need some knowledge. And if you, if you know anything about Socrates, you know he was a well-built physically, physical man. And philosoph- philosoph- what's my word I'm looking for? Philosopher. That's what I'm looking for. Philosopher and physically built. I was getting those things all mixed up right there. Physically built man very went out. So he said, follow me. He went through the streets, went out through the village and left the town and went down to the, uh, to the lake area there and got out in the water about chest deep. And he said, come on out here with me. And he came out there with him and he had the guy looking about chest deep. And he said, now what is it you're asking? He said, I need knowledge. Socrates grabs him on the shoulder and pushes him under the water. And holds him under for about 30 seconds. Pulls up the guy from under the water. The guy looks at him. His eyes are all bugged out. He's gasping for air. And Socrates said, what is it you're after? He said, I need knowledge. Put him back under the water again. 35 seconds, 40 seconds, 45 seconds comes up. He pulls him back up. He says, what is it that you're after? He said, I'm after knowledge and wisdom. I need knowledge and wisdom. Socrates put him back under the water again. 30 seconds went by, 35, 45 seconds, nearly a full minute goes by. He pulls him up again. The guy comes up. Socrates says, what is it? He says, I need air. I need air. I need air. Socrates says, when you get to the point where you're searching for wisdom and knowledge as much as you're suffering and wanting air right now, you will find it. Hello? You see, we don't want to go on a search for it. We don't want to put forth any effort. We just want to fall in our lap. Right? I mean, we live in a self-indulging world and an instant gratification world that, man, we want it now. Sometimes you just got to wait for it. Sometimes you got to search for it. Sometimes you got to lift your voice. You got to call out. Sometimes you got to plead. Sometimes you got to grab hold of the horns of the altar and just get a hold of God and say, God, I need you. When's the last time your life's been so messed up you didn't know what direction to go or what to do? What would you do about that? Well, I hope you grabbed the horns of the altar and called out to God and said, God, I need your discernment. God, I need your wisdom. I'm crying out for it. I am seeking it like silver. I am searching for it like a hidden treasure. God, I need it. And you'll get it when you ask for it and when you search for it. Hello? Number two, get this one. Not only must you search for it, but number two, in order to gain advantage in a disadvantaged world... You must know the source of wisdom. What is the source? Well, we know the answer to that. We're all in church this morning. But a lot of folks in the world don't have a clue where the source of wisdom comes from. The source for all wisdom is the Lord. Look in Proverbs chapter 2 and verse number 6. It says, for the Lord gives wisdom. Who gives wisdom, church? Tell me, who gives wisdom? Again, who gives us wisdom? Tell me, church. It says, from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Guys, don't ever think you're too educated that you don't need God. Don't ever think you're too well off that you don't need God. Don't ever think that your life is going too well that you don't need God. Because here's what I know. You get to that point, God will say, okay, I'll just back out. And then I promise you, all you know what's about to break loose on your life. Because what Satan wants to do, he comes to steal and kill and destroy. We need the Lord. And our wisdom that we have, it's not man-made. It's not self-generated. You can go to college and universities all you want. You can be a lifelong student and have knowledge coming out both ears. And so many degrees after your name, you look like a thermometer. Hello? And still not have wisdom. 
Have you seen those folks that are just too smart and they can't even get out of the rain? Folks, it's raining, dude. Come over here. Shelter. Right? You guys with me? We were on vacation down in Destin, Florida this past summer. Or this past summer. We're still in summer, right? A couple months ago. And it came up a storm. You know how it does on, on the coast and the beach. And it came up a storm. And, I mean, it was thunder and it was lightning and big bolts of lightning. And, of course, we saw the storm brewing and we were out on the beach and we packed up everything and went back to the condo or the room that we had rented and went back in there. And, and on our balcony, we looked out and there was a swimming pool. And I'm thinking, well, surely nobody's out there swimming. We got to looking and there was this lady just swimming laps. I mean, it's popping lightning and thunder everywhere. Right? What would you do if it's lightning like that? Would you get out of the water? Would you? She didn't. She kept swimming. And we're going, holy smoke. What is this lady? I think she's trying to commit suicide is what I'm thinking. So we're all up on the back. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? People are, hey, 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 hey. She's just swimming. Finally, I had enough. And I said, listen, I can't live with this. If lightning strikes and hits her right there and she dies right on the spot and I'm standing up here on this balcony and I didn't try to do something, I can't live with myself. I'm going down there. So that's what I did. I went down there. Now I'm kind of wanting to stay away from the pool. Lightning popping everywhere and it's pouring down the rain. Holy smoking Lord, don't get me struck by lightning out here trying to get this whoever it is out of this water. I'm like, hey, lady, what are you doing? Swimming lap. Do you not see this storm? Oh, yeah, it's just rain. I'm wet. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't care if you're wet. It is lightning. Do you see that? Do you know that you could get struck by lightning in this water and you could die instantly? Do you not know? No, I didn't know that. I had no clue. Look around. You're the only one in the swimming pool. That's your son, right? <laughs> Get out of that water. She frantically gets, she's scared to death now. She learned, she had no idea. She gets the towel on, she starts, thank you, thank you, thank you. I had no idea. I'm like, my goodness, Lord, give that woman just an ounce of wisdom. She just, need, she just needs a little bit. She don't need a whole lot, but she needs some, right? So you know that statement you got to tell people to get out of the rain? That's a true statement. I'd always thought that was just a figure of speech until I saw it first. <laughs> Lady, we need wisdom. <laughs> Where does that come from? It clearly comes from the Lord, guys. We need that. Let me get you to number three and four. To be successful, to get the advantage you need in this world, and this goes back to the scripture in, uh, in, in 1 Kings that we find about Solomon, but to be successful, you've got to receive the Lord's wisdom. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 7, the first part of that verse says, He stores up success for the upright. You want to be successful? We all do. How do we do that? You've got to throw away the world's mantra, first of all. You've got to throw, throw away the world's strategy. And you've got to look to the Lord. And you've got to get wisdom from Him. Because Scripture says in Proverbs 2, 7, He stores up success for the upright. A person that possesses wisdom will also possess a successful life. In Ecclesiastes 7 and verse number 19, Scripture says, Wisdom makes the wise man stronger than ten rulers of a city. Wisdom. If you get wisdom from the Lord, 
there's success coming your way. And that's just all straight out of Scripture. But how do we receive wisdom? There's a verse of Scripture I want you to get. I want you to write this one down. Get this verse of Scripture, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 30. Jot this one down. This one's important. Because, yeah, we want it, right? We need the advantage. We want to be successful. How do we do that? We've got to receive God's wisdom, right? We receive his wisdom. Well, how do we receive his wisdom? Here's your verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30. But it is from him, the Lord, that you are in Christ Jesus. Okay? So whenever we receive Christ Jesus, Scripture talks about us now being in Christ Jesus. Okay? So we have accepted Christ as our Savior. We are in Christ Jesus who what? Who became God-given wisdom for us. Let that sink in. God's wisdom, get this now, church, God's wisdom is personified in his son, Jesus Christ. And if you want wisdom, you've got to receive Jesus into your heart, into your life. You're looking to God because now we're in Christ Jesus. We've received him who became God-given wisdom for us. Jesus is God-given wisdom for us. So you know the elementary, first grade answer to every question in Sunday school and the little kid holds her hand up and says, it's Jesus? You know that's true? That is the answer for every question that we have in life. Because along with receiving Christ as our Savior and us living out God's principles and statutes and commands in our life, we have also received God-given wisdom directly from God in the person of Jesus Christ. That's why James 1 and 5 says we can go directly to God and ask for wisdom. What we're simply doing is asking for the Lord. And we don't want Jesus just to be our Savior. A lot of folks look to Jesus just as a fire escape. He's so much more than just a fire escape from hell, right? Not only is our Savior, He's our Lord. And He gives us so much more. He gives us the abundant life here on this earth. He can give us success here on this earth. He can give us wisdom here on this earth. We need that. And we get all of that from Jesus. Is that not good? To be successful, you got to receive the Lord's wisdom. And who are we receiving? 1 Corinthians 1 and 30 says, Christ Jesus, who became God-given wisdom for us. That's where the wisdom is, right? You look at someone and say, man, they, are, they have so much wisdom. You know what it is? It's that the Holy Spirit of God has so much of them is why they have so much wisdom. Right? No, that's good. I told you I'd be quick. Let me give you number four. Number four is simply this one. The Lord's wisdom serves as a shield and a protector over us. Man, that's good. Now, you could go home and unpack all this scripture and study it a little deeper yourself. And in the Fusion Magazine, you're going to go deeper this week in studying about wisdom. So I, I hope you got this. If you did not, be sure you get one. Let us know you need one. We'll get one ordered for you. But you, you need this because this week, your family, you're going to be studying more and more and more about this wisdom. Now, what I'm giving you here is not in the Fusion book, okay? 
This is just my part, my contribution to what we're studying together. But the Lord's wisdom serves, serves as a shield and a protector over us. Proverbs 2, 7 and 8 says that he is a shield for those who live with integrity so that he may guard the paths of justice and protect the way of his loyal followers. Wisdom not only brings success in life, but also it serves as a shield and a protector. I need protection, right? We all need protection in this crazy world we live in today. It provides a shield for us. Wisdom does. We all need that. Proverbs 30 and verse number 5 says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. I wonder, is the band come? Let me ask you a question. How much heartache and pain could you avoid in life if you would just simply seek after God's wisdom? And that all starts by receiving Christ as your Savior and living out His principles and His statutes and loving Him and growing in Him and getting God-given wisdom from Christ. How much pain and heartache could we avoid if we really genuinely sought after silver like we would if there was really... By the way, there's not... Don't, don't go up on the... 20-some acres and look for 1.5 mil, you're hitting up. It's not there. If it is, it's the churches. If you find it, it belongs to the church, right? But how much we would avoid in life, how much pain and heartache we would avoid in life and disappointment we would avoid if we really sought after wisdom instead of earthly treasure or gain. You want to be successful in life? Seek after wisdom. You want to have a shield of protection over you? Seek after wisdom. That's good stuff. James 1.5. He gives it to everyone freely. All you've got to do is ask. So, to get advantage, in a disadvantaged world, what is it we need to acquire? Wisdom. What's our source? God, the Lord. He gives it to everyone. Not one reason in the world anybody sitting here today without wisdom. All you got to do is ask for it. Right? And you'll get it. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for our time today. Thank you for the blessing of your word, the scripture. How we need more of your word in our heart, in our lives. Thank you for wisdom that you give us. If we simply ask for it, if we search for it, if we cry out for it, if we lift up our voice for it, if we search for it and dig for it, like we would if there was a million-dollar treasure buried. Oh, how successful and happy and blessed and protected we would be. Lord, help us to seek heavenly, godly wisdom that only comes from you. Bless each one that's here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for this lesson from the Word of God. 
We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360 or you can email us at victoryfwb at gmail.com. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email, call, or send a request to 223 Scott Troy Road, O'Fallon, Illinois, 62269. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us. Thank you.